Welcome to Love Someone with Delilah, my podcast series that I am so proud of, and I'm so glad that you have found it. I hope you tell your friends, your family, tell the people in your life that you love to download the whole series, all of our podcasts, because they are all so good. So many great conversations with really interesting, fascinating people. And the focus on this podcast has been and will continue to be talking to people who want to impact the world in a positive way. And with all the negativity going on around us, we can use that. We can use people reaching out in love and making a difference. If we all did that, if we all made a difference in our corner of the world, if everybody focused on their immediate family first, loving them, healing them, forgiving them, helping them, encouraging them, being kind, and then their inner circle. And then, you know, the next broader band of circle. If we all did our part to make those relationships as beautiful as we can, to empower other people to be the very best person they can be. If we all volunteered at a local public school or a local public library, if every person did something in their corner of the world, think how we could transform the world around us. If we all planted seeds, flower seeds in the spring, think how beautiful our communities would be in the summer. And if we all plant seeds of kindness, think how beautiful our communities will be. That's what this podcast is all about. And right now, this podcast, we're going to talk about the power of gratitude, the power of a grateful heart. We're going to take a moment here to thank our sponsor who makes this podcast possible, the good folks at the Home Depot. It's fall, my favorite season of the year. If you're out raking leaves this time of year, good for you. That means there's a yard to care for. You want that yard looking beautiful next spring. And one sure way to do that is to feed it this fall. The Home Depot's got a garden department full of products from Scott's to make that happen. Once the yard is raked, go to work with the right stuff from Scott's. You'll be that much closer to a beautiful green yard when spring comes around. The Home Depot, more saving, more doing. When you start being grateful, miracles happen. It's amazing how it works, but it works. It really does. When you can lay in bed at night, I lay in bed at night and I go through a gratitude list. I just start thanking God for so many things in my life. My kids, my pets, my home, my health. There was a time I could barely walk. I needed a new hip. I had a hip replacement. And boy, every day I'm like, thank you, God, that I'm no longer in pain, that I no longer have Hip pain, yay. What are you grateful for? What are you thankful for? Sometimes it helps to make a list where 
every day of the week, you make a list of things you're grateful for, eight or 10 things you're grateful for. Then the next day you make a list and you can't include the things that were on your first list. By day three or four, it really makes you uh, stop and take notice of things in your life. To stop and take notice of the little things, the little blessings, the little miracles. Joy and happiness are similar, but they're different. Happiness comes from having fun or being in a good situation. Fun music, great concerts, delicious food, those things make us happy. But joy is a deep well of gratitude that bubbles up even when times are not so good. Even when you're hurting, even when you're grieving, you can still have joy and you can still have gratitude. Recently, I came across a product that can really, truly change people's lives for the better. It's called the OrCam My Eye 2. The OrCam My Eye 2 already helps tens of thousands of people around the world who are blind or partially sighted or people with reading difficulties to read any text, printed or digital, to recognize the people around them and identify products. The OrCam MyI2 has been referred to as the world's most advanced wearable assistive vision device. That's a lot of words. What it means is that it's a really, really helpful device that people with severe sight issues can click onto the side of a pair of glasses and then hear the words they're trying to read or be told who's in front of them and so much more. If you or someone you know is visually impaired, OrCam is a name to remember and to research. OrCam. For the next couple of weeks, you can go online to OrCam.com, O-R-C-A-M, OrCam. When you make a purchase, use the word love to get a $400 discount off your purchase. That's OrCam.com and the promo code is love. Back with you talking about the power of gratitude, the power of being grateful, the power of a thankful heart and how that can transform your life. I really do. I think it will impact your health. I know it will impact your relationships, but I also think it will impact your health and your well-being and it will lower your stress level. We're going to take a moment here to talk to some folks who have some wonderful stories of gratitude to share with us. I'm going to talk with a man right now who was in a terrible, terrible truck accident. And we're going to hear him share his words of gratitude for a second chance at life. Rick, welcome aboard. Tell me in this season of gratitude what are you grateful for? I used to be a long haul track and trailer driver. I got rear-ended by another track and trailer and took me five years to get back to being able one to walk or just to function. Wow. So, yeah, it's um it's pretty disheartening. Some I had that some of the rehab that I went through and saw how close I could have been a vegetable because I had brain injury. So it was it was a pretty tough time. How did you go from it sounds like total devastation 
to where you are now? Well, it was a lot of therapy, a lot of in and out of the hospital. I had a brain injury. The therapists that work with me were very patient. I mean, a couple of times there, I got pretty bleak. Um, you don't appreciate what the brain and the body can do because we go through our lives just doing things. And we don't think about what the brain does to make your body do the things that your body does until you have a brain injury. And then all the little small things stick out. You know, as far as I had a problem literally walking through a doorway because my body couldn't tell where it was in space. I know that sounds funny, but your body actually knows where it is in space as far as in a room, walking through a doorway, anything. I would be running into doorways, walls, everything. I mean, it's kind of funny now when I look back on it, but it got pretty serious. And today, what are you able to do that during that five-year recovery you thought you would never be able to do again? Ride a motorcycle. <laughs> wow. And a lot of people probably say, and that's crazy, but uh, my balance was totally gone. No, I'm, I'm saying um, that's crazy because if you survived a horrible traffic accident, I don't know that you want to be out there on a motorcycle with crazy drivers. It's just a whole feeling you can't even describe unless you've been riding a motorcycle for years. So and that was one of the things that I always said to myself, if I could get back on a bike, I'd be happy because I'm content when I'm on a motorcycle. That's how I am when I'm on the back of my horse and people are like, really, after you've had back surgery and a hip replacement, you're going to keep riding? Heck yes. <laughs> we love to do something, yes. <laughs> yes. But I got to tell you real quick, I used to listen to you when I drove cross country. So you've been with me through three divorces. <laughs> I am neck and neck with you, dude. Right there with you. And to finally get through to talk to you is just a blessing. I, I just want to tell you, you are such a blessing on the radio. You really are. Thank you. And you don't know how you, how many lives you affect by the songs and the things that you say. Well, I'm happy to be here. I praise God that life is good again. And then you get to walk through a door and have control of your feet and your body. And that you get to sit on your motorcycle and go for a ride and that you get to live fully, what, however many more years God gives you. Thank you. I appreciate that, Tara. All right. God bless you. God bless you. Bye-bye. You're doing a great job. Thank you. You know, we really don't think a great deal about the way our brain, our body, our movements are all connected until we lose that ability, until it's not quite working right. Rick had a very difficult time with his balance, with his equilibrium, with the spatial relationships after he sustained a traumatic brain injury. Now, if you've ever put on a pair of bifocals for the first time, that's most of us who are over 40, uh, you know that, that it changes the way you see things and you lose your depth perception for a second. Uh, it took me several weeks to readjust and to be able to accurately gauge how high a step was, to be able to walk over uneven turf. I can't even begin to imagine the challenges and frustration Rick experienced after his brain injury, and his brain wouldn't give him accurate information on exactly where his body was 
when he was standing in a room or trying to walk again. I am so grateful that this injury is healing and that Rick is able to share his miraculous story and his gratitude with us today. Next, we're going to hear from a mother with a young child aptly named Miracle. Their story is also one of gratefulness in the midst of turmoil. Hi, this is Teresa, and actually it's Miracle. Miracle, say hi. Your baby's name is Miracle? Her name is Miracle. Oh, I love that. How old is she? She will be four, November 12th. She was grandbaby number eight, but at four days old, I found out that I needed to pick her up from the hospital, and I've had her since she was four days old, and I adopted her. It was two years in February, but I've had her, like I said, since she was four days old. So she's now daughter number five. (laughs) So, Mom, can I ask, and you don't have to answer this, but how old are you? I am 61. I will be 62 in November. I mean, excuse me, in March. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so so we are neck and neck because I'm just (laughs) a little bit behind you and I have a three-year-old. Oh, goodness. So I know that neither one of us thought in our 20s or our 30s or our 40s and certainly not our 50s that we would be changing diapers at this stage of life. No, absolutely not. And my oldest daughter's 42. So, and then my youngest daughter will be 37 in November. So I haven't done this for a little while. (laughs) Now, see, I, I never took any time off. My oldest is 40. And my youngest, besides the one that the baby that I have is 10. So Uh, it wasn't really that big of a shock because I've been parenting all these years. But still, it's not what we think we're going to be doing at this stage in life. No. And and I know she was a gift for me. I just truly believe she saved my life. I lost my father. And 11 months later, my second daughter was murdered. So... Then I have a 37-year, well, she's 30, excuse me, she's 38 right now, who gave birth to Miracle, and uh, she is an addict and has been a long-term addict, and we never know from one day to the next if the phone's going to ring. We just, you know, we pray. That's what we do. That's, that's all we can do for her. And then my youngest one is here close to me. Miracle was given to me to save me. Uh, like I said, I lost my father. 11 months later, I lost my daughter. Uh, About two years later, I lost my partner. Then about three months after that, I lost my best friend. And so (laughs) it was like, okay, my plans are never what I think it ought to be, which is good, which is a good thing for me. She's amazing. This is a challenge, and it it is something that, that a lot of grandparents are having to do is become the parents again. You know, um, I never in a million years dreamed, ever, ever, ever. Miracle has a 19-and-a-half-year-old half-sister. She doesn't have any joints, and that was due to the drugs. And uh, she's in a power chair. She'll never walk. She's brilliant. She's got an amazing voice. But she's also the reason why Miracle is called Miracle, because when I brought her home, there's nothing physically, mentally, emotionally any way, shape, or form, Miracle's been tested since she was born, and she's absolutely perfect. Uh And so her sister says, Nana, can we please name her Miracle? And I said, absolutely. I love that. 
Yeah. You got a lot to be grateful for in that little bundle of love in your arms. Yes. She keeps me going. I believe you when you say that, that she was sent to you to save you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we move on and we keep going and life goes on. And, and again, I have Miracle and I know she was given to me to help, you know, plug up some of the holes. God bless you. Teresa felt like she was a sinking ship, storm-tossed, loss after devastating loss. But then a miracle was sent into her life to plug the holes, if you will, of that sinking ship. And now she finds herself sailing through the storm with new purpose, meaning, and so much love she's overwhelmed by it. If your life seems out of control and you're feeling down and dejected. I hope that Rick and Teresa's miraculous stories have helped you to see that things can always get better. I'm going to share one more conversation with you that I found to be incredibly inspiring right after we break for this message. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. David, welcome. What can I do for you? 
I was wondering if you could play a song for my best friend of the last seven and a half years. Who's your bestie? His name is Mackenzie. And what do you want to tell me about Mackenzie? Well, Mackenzie has stood beside me through thick and thin for the last seven and a half years. Even when I was at my lowest point and didn't think I could continue on, he refused to give up on me and refused to let me give up on myself. And now, thanks to him, I now see the beauty in the world around me and the beauty in myself. And I've been living a life free from drug addiction for the last six months, all because of his support. Oh, David, do you know how you just made my heart sore? Friendship is a beautiful thing. Friendship is a beautiful thing, but so is living life without the the cloud in your, your the fog in your brain from addiction. That is why I love this friend with all my heart. He has helped me to turn my life around. It sounds to me like now that that you're clean and sober, you can return to McKinsey the love, the unconditional love, the true love that he's been showing you. Because when you're addicted, absolutely. when you're addicted, you and I both know this, your addiction comes before love. Yes, it does. Parents call me all the time and say, I love my kids so much. How can they do this to me? Don't they know I love them? I'm like, honey, addictions come before love. Addictions win every time over love. Addictions cause you to do stupid, crazy things. And it sounds like McKinsey's been by your side for a long time. And now that you're for a long time, you're clean and sober, you're able to see the, the value of true friendship, of true love. Absolutely. It, it is a beautiful, wonderful thing to have someone in this world that stands beside you and refuses to give up and helps you see the best in yourself. How does it feel to, to be clean? It, it, it's amazing. The world feels brand new again. What was, the, what was the tipping point? What made you say, I can't do this anymore? The tipping point really was when I got in such a downward spiral that I couldn't see the spiral I was in until I reached the point one night of swallowing an entire bottle of pills because I didn't want to live this life anymore. And Mackenzie just happened to be at my house that night and found me with the bottle of pills and made the calls that needed to be made to save my life. I wish I could reach through this phone line, David, and hug you. I'm so proud of you. So stinking proud of you. Thank you. Thank you. It, it, feel, it feels great to be living a life free from addiction. And are you going to meetings? Do you have a sponsor? Are you working the steps? Have you done your fourth step yet? I, I am attending meetings. I do have a sponsor. Mackenzie has put a great support network around me when I can't get through to my sponsor. He's given me a list of people that I can call, including himself. And he is he is my rock at this point. He, he is, you know, just the best thing going in my life, him and God. You are a blessed, blessed person. I know you know that. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, honey. God bless you. My heart was so happy. It thrilled when David said he had found freedom from substance abuse. What a gift. I know that Teresa prays that her daughter will find the same. And in the meantime, focuses on all the many things she is grateful for, including her miracle. 
Rick, too, has been through terrors and trials and tribulations most of us can't even imagine. And he's come out on the other side full of gratitude and healing for life, for love, for things he once thought were lost that have been returned to him. It often works like that, doesn't it? We must lose something precious to us or almost lose it to be so grateful for what we took for granted. I like to use these stories to inspire you to reach for gratitude, to search for gratitude in your daily life, to practice gratitude daily. Don't wait for calamity to strike. Don't wait until you've lost everything to start experiencing the joy that being grateful can bring. One of the beautiful things that advanced medical imaging has proven to us that gratefulness triggers the same pleasure centers of the brain that harmful addictive substances do. Gratitude rewires our brain. So being grateful, being conscious, thinking about the things you are grateful for will bring you more joy than you ever thought possible. How do you do it? By developing a habit of looking for things to be happy about. Start your gratitude practice today. Get a notebook. Write it down. Start looking for things to be grateful for. Take some part of each day to jot down a short list of things you've noticed. A short list of things that you've noticed that make you smile. Blue skies. The smile of the baby in the cart at the grocery store. The smell of a fresh pot of coffee when you arrive at the office. The trick is to only write something down once, though. That way you have to look harder and harder each day. And when you do that, you train your brain to be more in tune, more perceptive, more aligned with all the good in your life. And when you start taking notice of the positivity, the goodness that is there, you can share those lists with me if you want to, and I'll share some of them on the air because November Thanksgiving is a time of gratitude. Let me know how it's going for me. Call into my radio program, visit me on Facebook or Instagram, write to me d at Delilah.com. And I want to tell you this, I am grateful for you. I am so grateful that I have a career that provides for my family, where I get to meet you, talk to you, connect with you, be a part of your life on the radio and on this podcast. Thank you for spending time with me on Love Someone with Delilah. Delilah.